DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. I congratulate you, Hall of Famers. So honored to be in the presence Thank of you. radio royalty. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. It's a big deal. Big deal. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. We love y'all, man. Thank you for being the people's champs. Probably the greatest. I'll drill y'all. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Good morning. Good morning. Man, doesn't it always feel like uh you've been in the club all night after after versus? Yeah, it was a late night last night. Even when the party starts early. The party starts pretty early for versus. It ends pretty early, but damn, you still feel exhausted. Well, it started at nine, ended at twelve. About eleven forty five was when it when they uh did their last joint. Mm-hmm. It's pretty long. Mm-hmm. But it was a good versus. It was very entertaining. Now, Envy, we had a thing yesterday. We were saying who was gonna win. Mm-hmm. Or come out on top. You said Fat Joe. Yes, Fat Joe is my brother, so I go with my brother. You said that? I did. Oh, you I did. I said Ja Rule. You, I don't think you were in the room, but oh. we said it on the air. Mm-hmm. And I said it was going to be, I mean, I, I personally thought it was going to be, you know, I thought people might have been sleeping on Joe. I didn't think he was going to win, but I just thought it would have been, I thought it was going to be a good versus, which it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I, Ja decisively, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, Ja clearly had. He got big, his record's too big. Yeah, but he has the biggest. <laughs> just, he has the he, biggest record. His record's too big, and he reminded Fat Joe that all night. He told Fat <laughs> Joe, You're going to get these hits all night. He said, You're going to get these hits in abundance. And didn't even scream, Pause. I respect it. Drop on the clues, Bonds for Ja Rule. Okay. Ashanti was a highlight. <laughs> yeah, Ashanti came out a couple of times. We can't front though when he when he bought out Nelly and set the stage for Ashanti in a good way. That was good. Just for the whole you know tabloid yes. blog era that we live in. Yes, you know what I mean. It got the people talking. Okay. Yeah, Nelly did go give Ashanti a little hug. Yeah, he did at the end. No, I ain't see all that. Yeah, no, he walked over there. Oh, gave it's a on hug. every blog right now. Oh, but see, that's why. Because it's not on the actual stream, but people that were there caught it. Well, you, well, you seen him walking over, and then it kind of yep. clipped back to Joe. But see, I thought Joe, right? I, I just figured, you know, because verses sometimes ain't about the record. Sometimes it's what record you play. That what ain't you true. Talk. Yes, it is. No, nah, that's not true. Yes, it is. It's about it. The last, I mean, the last one was Locks and Dipset. So we really Dipset had bigger records than the Locks. Yeah, but the performance the aspect performance of it is aspect. what took the the the, the locks over. But that's the but that's the, fir- well. but that's the first time we saw that though. No, we seen that with um, Nah, because that's the first time they got to perform. They haven't been performing in front of crowds. In front of crowds, yeah, but they still perform. What you mean? Even JD Kiss and Fab performed. It wasn't just was no crowd there. Yeah, it's different though. The with the, it's different with the crowd though. It's different with the crowd. But yes, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think the Dipset did have be, a bigger record, but the Locks just outperformed them. Yeah, same thing with, with Fab and Jadakiss. Fab has mm-hmm. bigger records, but Jadakiss outperformed. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I thought that Fat Joe was going to get Ja off his dean and, you know, nah. do, do the Fat Joe t- tell the stories and go into it, but Ja had it last night. Ja can, ja can really perform. Fat Joe can perform too, but yes, Ja, you know, Ja got all the energy, he taking mm-hmm. his shirt off. He got them records for the ladies. He played right into the ladies. He did. You know what I mean? And you're getting body by saying <laughs> he did his stuff, man. And yeah. you got to respect guys like Ja Rule. Because when you're a radio personality, you know, uh, guys like Ja kept the lights on for a long time on radio, bro. Yeah, Ja had a for lot a of long, For a long, 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 Absolutely. long time. And you, you were reminded of that last night. Part Absolutely. of the fun of verses is the comments, too. The comments are hilarious. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hilarious. I saw absolutely. Diddy. Well, we'll talk about that in, in rumors. And then, I, you know what, too? I, I You know, it's also the, you know, the Ja and 50 effect, you know, because 50 swayed the way a lot of people looked at Ja. So I just 
Didn't know what the crowd was mm-hmm. going to be there last night, but it was good for both those brothers. So congratulations to Ja Rule and Fat Joe. Y'all put on an amazing verses last night. You guys brought out a lot of hits. I mean, it was good hearing all those records I haven't heard in, in a while. So. And, a and it's people... nice that they really cool with each other, too. Yeah, absolutely. Nice to see that type of brotherhood, even while they're battling in the verses. And a lot of people were watching, so I'm glad that we sponsored it last night, The God's Honest Truth, uh, which premieres on Comedy Central Friday night at 10 p.m. That was a good sponsorship. I like that. That was a great sponsorship. Yeah, that was great, man. Yeah. Great placement. That was yeah. That was a great placement. That yes. was that was a home run. Yeah. Thank you to the thank you to the versus team. I seen it. I was like, okay, my guy's thinking. Yeah, All right, I, I do. I, you got to meet the culture where they are. That's right. That's one thing that uh, a lot of these uh, traditional uh, avenues of, of of entertainment don't understand anymore. You got to meet the culture where they are. All right. You hear that radio? You got to meet the culture where they are. Stephen A. Smith will be joining us yes, this morning. Mm-hmm. So we're going to kick it with Stephen A. Smith, talk about everything that's going on with him. And uh, we got front page news. Yes, and we'll talk about California Governor Gavin Newsom. There was an attempt to remove him from office. And we'll tell you what happened with this recall election. Let's play some new music this morning. What new okay. music we got? Look, I'm pushing it, man. Yes. Is this even new anymore? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man. Say, if things move fast, right. stick it's with the times, guy. Things move fast. All right, it's Drake, Future, Thugger, Thugger. It's way too sexy. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting? Well, let's start with California Governor Gavin Newsom. There was an attempt to remove him from office. Yesterday, the votes were in in this recall election, and he did prevail. Here's what he had to say. Tonight, I'm humbled, grateful. Thank you all very much, and thank you to 40 million Americans, 40 million Californians, and thank you for rejecting this recall. All right. Now, what really did end up helping him was the controversial conservative radio host, Larry Elder. He jumped into the race late and he was at the top of the polls of replacement candidates. But he also was anti-vax, anti-mask. And according to exit polls, the number one concern by people were actually centered on COVID-19 policies. Also, once that happened, Democrats started coming out in droves to be able to vote because the main thing is he had to get more than half the votes in order to stay in office. And you know, it's hard to get people to vote outside of presidential elections. So they're saying it was historic numbers for people to come out. They were concerned uh, something could happen again, like back in 2003. That was the last recall. California voters terminated Democratic Governor Gray Davis, and they replaced him with Republican uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So... Yeah, but, but, him, he yeah, was able to stay in office. Yeah, but California is a very, very liberal state. Like, I don't see how folks would ever support, you know, somebody who leans to the extreme right, like Larry Elder. Well, it's just, worked. it was really about Democrats coming out to vote, though. And it was mm-hmm. very lax until Larry Elder shot to the top of the polls for people to replace him. And that's really what did it for people to get energized uh, to go out and vote. All right, now the Buffalo Bills are the second NFL team to require fans to be vaccinated. And so you have to have proof of vaccination all fans over the age of 12. At least one shot. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, you have to have that, that proof. Now, unvaccinated fans used to be able to attend, but they had to wear masks at all times under guidelines. Uh, many at the game said they did see very few people with face coverings at the stadium, including in the restrooms and other indoor areas where even vaccinated fans were expected to wear a mask. And fans were complaining about the lax mask enforcement during their opening game on September 12th. So they said there's no option to offer a negative virus test instead of proof of vaccination. That's where they they actually allow that for the Saints games and the Seattle Seahawks. Those are the only other two teams to announce vaccination requirements. Shouldn't it be a two-shot minimum, though, if you want folks to be fully vaccinated in the 
in the world, shouldn't mm-hmm. it be like that for events as well? Yeah, but they're saying just one shot. And I mean, you you get what twenty, thirty thousand people in the stadium. Yeah, I think it's it's you should have, you should make sure everybody's vaccinated or allow them to test before they walk in. Yeah, they said fans have to have at least one dose in time for the September twenty sixth game and be fully vaccinated by the October thirty first game against Miami. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Call us up right now. Again, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Brandon from Maryland. Brandon, what up? Get it off your chest. Man, I was just calling to talk about the versus battle, man. Like, um, I don't really like the direction it's heading now, man. Like, before, when they used to do the battles, it used to be about, like, the artists, and they tell the stories of how the record got created. Now it's like a, a concert you watch on TV. I disagree with I, I you, like sir. I love I love verses now. I feel like the last two verses have been great. I love that yeah, audience I like the there. I love them performing the records instead of sitting down cooling. I love it. I don't. I you know, I, to yeah, each I his own. But I love it. Yeah, maybe it's just me then. I don't know. I, yeah, <laughs> I read, like it, it might be like if you was in person, it might be you know you get the nah get the even feel of even watching through the phone. It's, it's, they hear the reactions and. And them talking back and forth, I enjoy it. I really like it. I be feeling the energy. I love it. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I got to each his own, like I said, but I like it. I like the live performance aspect of it. Hello, who's this? Yo, Butterscotch Butt Envy. Big chocolate to toast. Uh-huh. How are we feeling, family? <laughs> Butterscotch Butt. Dang. Hey, big chocolate. So listen, uh, two things. Thanks, thank the Lord for my blessings. And I got to say this. Hey, Comedy Central. Half a brain Charlemagne is ashy, short, and charcoal black. How in the world did he get a TV show like that? But you are going to put me on the show, right, brother? Nope. God is good. And uh, so when you a- ask that question, how did I get a show like that? Just know God is good. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Who's this? It's Ryan from Columbus, Ohio. How you Ryan, doing? What's up? Get it off your chest. Yeah, man. I've been trying to call y'all for a few weeks now about this problem I got with my girl, man. I'm confused on what I should do. What happened? Man, so we both been working hard. We uh, we finally got our her mom's crib and we got our own crib together. So we've been working hard. So she, I feel like she deserved to go out, go have some fun with her friends. You know, it's been a while. You feel me? So she didn't want to come out till like six in the morning. So I'm just confused on what I should do. Like you know, I went off on her. I left, but then you know, I came back. But still confused on damn, what was she doing? Should I be worried or let it go? Just because it's a simple fact, you know, she don't go out like that. So I'm like, you know what, do you? A typical, you know, a typical man would be like, oh, nah, I need to know where you at at this time, at this location, yada, yada, yada. I'm just confused on that. Where was she? I mean, she claims she's with her friends. They went out, went downtown. Uh, she said she went to the Abbey, but, you know, just basically telling me she do things that she usually don't do. So, I mean, I try to be a good man, just let it go. Like, you know what, you've been working hard. You know, you got your STNA license, so you deserve it. But, you believe her? Mm, one side of me does, the other side of me don't. Just well, because it's a, it, there's a past to it. Well, I'm sending you healing energy, brother. What's All the right? past? <laughs> yeah, he said it's a past. I'm, send, I'm sending you healing energy, you know what I mean? But, hey, always know that if it's something there, it'll reveal itself. Like, what's done in the dark always comes to the light. Trust me when I tell you that, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, well, would sir. you? What is she saying? Would she ever do that again? Because if you have an issue with it, you know, you guys have to discuss moving forward. Now, what? I mean, she knows if anything like that ever, ever happens again, then you know, you know what time it is. But you ain't going nowhere. <laughs>
Get right at your watch and don't know what time it is. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Knock it off. I mean, she a good woman. You feel me? Just, I just that's just something that really confused me a lot. You know, like that's something that just don't happen. Especially if you two live together, y'all both bringing in the income, you know, all that good. Shit. So it's like this ain't you. What's all right, up? man. All right, brother. Good luck. All right, appreciate y'all, man. Y'all keep doing y'all thing. I listen to y'all every morning, man. Peace, King. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, Zach. Zach, get it off your chest. Yo, maybe I'm tripping, but I'm, I wasn't feeling the way Fat Joe was just disrespecting the... Bitch, this and bitch, that man side of my trooper. Yeah, that was a little wild. I, I, yeah, that was a little wild. You know, but you know, I think that they were in the uh, they they rapper mode. You know what I'm saying? They 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 OG rapper mode. But that, that's not that's not Fat Joe character at all, though. He apologized too. He apologized. He did. Yeah, he he apologized on Twitter. Hello, who's this? Yeah, what's up, MV? What's up, Trav? Hey, hey, boo. What's up, Sean? Peace, sis. What's happening? I'm chilling, I'm chilling. I'm just calling to say, um, you know, you know, Envy just had his days with his, with his car shows and he's still having his days doing an amazing job. V, your knee day was thank amazing. You. I never got to call and say that. Ah, uh, thank you. So thank cool you for getting on stage and, too, yeah. Yeah, like I got I got the high I got the highlights you and just say with a genuine person, so I just like how you always just you know, speaking life for me and speaking good things in you. Oh, uh, thank you, so boo. Thank, thank you for that. And uh Char. Yes, ma'am. Something huge and large and big. Wow. What? I'm glad Whoa. you know. Yeah. And I'm so excited for it, man. See the show. What? It's coming and dropping, and I can't wait to see you, bro. Friday night, 10 p.m., Comedy Central. Look at Trav with the positive energy this morning. That's Thank right. you, Trav. Yeah, I, have a, I have a question. I want to ask 21 Savage a question. And, and his Uh-oh. phone was like, right? He's not he here, but go ahead. He has, a, he has a chopper that turns a nigga into a booty clamper. And I just want to know, where can I get that chopper from? Hey, Lil Nas X said, on Lil Nas X album, he said... He said, when I'm talking about d- I ain't talking about guns. <laughs> wow. Now, Trav, let me ask you a question, Trav. <laughs> you know, like, I'm reading this Instagram, right? And, and this Instagram person just says, I'm no longer shrinking to be digestible. You can choke. What do you get out of that? Ooh. I mean, <laughs> I, know, I know what he's saying, but I'm not going to be perverted. I get the real thing. That, that, <laughs> mean, that means that you don't have to play small. You know what I'm saying? You can show up and be uh, the biggest, best version of yourself at all times. And you shouldn't uh, shrink to make people feel comfortable. That is absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, y'all. All right, Trav. Get it off your chest. Lil Nas X really says that, by the way. I got, what? I got, the line I just said. That's on his new album. <laughs> Did he say it? Absolutely. Goodness, Lil Nas ain't playing. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about boss moves. We'll tell you about Rick Ross's son and what he's just invested in. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
All right. Well, happy 16th birthday to Rick Ross's son. He posted him on social media and he said, everyone wish my son happy 16th birthday. Today, he became the owner of his first Wingstop franchise. You're now officially a boss. Keep going. Dropping the clues bonds with Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. Always practicing what he's preaching. But that's what we got to do as, as parents if we can afford it. You know, instead of buying our kids things, we have to buy them things that are appreciating value. Same thing I did with, with my daughter when she turned 18. I bought her a multi-unit just so she has something. When she graduates out of college and, he, and times get tough, she always has something to fall back on. Now, if, if you, you can't afford it, that, you can also do things like stocks there's a lot bonds. of apps yeah, that you mm-hmm. can do stocks. You know, I use the app Public, and you can buy, spend as little as $5 yep. on stocks. So just things like that are really easy mm-hmm. to be able to do. And it gives good habits to kids because they have done studies that show kids who have bank accounts and those investments at an early age and up being better with money later on in life. And if you can't do that, just buy your kids a good book. Buy your kids Rick Ross, the perfect day to boss up. Yeah. Okay, a hustler's guide to building oh, an any empire. any investment book. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you can't afford any of that stuff, just get them get them a nice book so they can. Well, you can learn afford some five dollars worth of stock if you can afford a book. You know, yeah, well, books are good too. Yeah. Books are great information. No, both, but I'm saying that you books can afford it because I don't want people to think it's not affordable to be. Able I'm not to knocking it, ye. I'm just saying if you can't, you can buy a book too. Just adding something else to yep. the conversation. That's all. All right, now, Blueface and his entourage were accused of beating up a bouncer at Skinny's Lounge in the San Fernando Valley. This happened on Sunday, and they do have video evidence as well. So TMZ did get the surveillance footage of the altercation. It was brief, and so Blueface was actually participating in stopping this man once he was down. His whole uh, entourage, they had a, a few good jabs to the face while he was struggling to stay on his feet. At one point, one of Blueface's friends pulls him by the leg and drags him around the floor as they are continuing to kick and beat him. He ended up in the hospital. This all happened after he was refused entrance and the brawl was inside the entrance of the club. The bouncer had to be taken to the hospital. He was treated for bruises and several scratches uh, as well. So now Blueface is speaking on what happened. Here's what he had to say. Everybody think it's over an ID or something. After I see he like on some super security, I'm, I'm not, I'm over the club. I'm like, y'all go get a drink. I'm away right here. So I'm outside taking pictures. And I'm not even feel me? I let the group go in, like y'all go in there. But it looked like everything got calm and then we couldn't hear what happened and something just went left. Yeah, no, nah, like I said, he was throwing, you know, he had a little racial slur, like, oh, cause you, you, you think you feel me famous little, you know, N-word, you can, uh, and I'm like, damn, you just went right there with it and then you feel me at the yeah. Who was he talking to, my guy, Jason, Jason Lee? Jason Lee with the exclusive okay. on Hollywood Unlocked, yes. All right, now he goes on to talk about what's going to happen now because there's video footage. Are there going to be some type of charges? Well, what I thought was interesting is everybody's talking about how you all fought, but nobody's talking about how you checked on them at the end. Why do you think they missed that? No, they always miss that, you know, and then, you know, that's just how it go. It wasn't like we were just like, oh, you're not going to let us in, you and push you over type thing. It was, it led up to that, you know, it was a build up. So what's happened since then? I'm pretty sure we'll get in contact with them and make it, you know. Go away. Yeah, yeah. not go away, but you know. (laughs) All right. And G-Eazy was arrested on an assault charge in New York City on Monday evening. He's facing a misdemeanor assault charge, according to law enforcement. He's accused of striking a victim in the face, causing pain and redness. He was released after getting a desk appearance ticket to appear in court at a later date. So it was a... Uh, it was around 1 a.m. Friday that this happened at the Boom Boom Room in the Standard Hotel. If y'all ever been in that room, everything's all gold in there. And his party got in. His party got into an altercation with a few other people. One of them does claim that a member of G-Eazy's entourage hit him in the head with a glass bottle. All right, now let's talk about Quavo. He recently uh, did an interview where he was talking with Taylor Rooks. 
And this is for the Bleacher Report. And one thing that he was saying, she asked him about uh, the Migos not getting credit for certain things and people taking their style. And here's what was said. What do you feel like is the thing that the Migos invented? The triplet flow, for sure. Wasn't nobody doing it before we came in. Right now, everybody's doing it, and it's a blessing. I know David Banner said, I have the quote, I want to make sure I say it right, that he has seen people jack y'all style, then go on TV and act like they didn't rip you all off. Do you agree with that? Yeah, most definitely. They just don't want to give credit. All right, well, people started going crazy on social media. Uh, Quavo needs to do his research on the triplet flow. There were groups like Three Six Mafia and Bone Thugs that were doing that flow way before Migos. There's a reason why they don't get props for it. And for example, here's Busy Bones versus on Notorious Thugs. Yeah, big respect to the Migos. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, they may not know. Yeah, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Not Bone only Bone Thugs, Thugs and Harmony. When you talk specifically in Three Six, uh, Kingpin, Skinny Pimp, and Lord Infamous. God bless the dead. And yeah, Twister too. Twister too. Twister, crucial conflict. You know, I feel like they, you know they were all doing the triple flow as well. Definitely but Bone Thug. Migos definitely introduced it to a new generation, and mm-hmm. people absolutely mimicked the Migos a lot in this era. But yeah, they weren't the first to do the triple flow. Mm-mm. All right, now Fabio Foran sat down with LA Leakers and he was talking about Kanye West and his time working with Kanye in Atlanta and what he learned from him. And this was interesting because a lot of people were talking about how you had to wear certain things uh, to be in the stadium and to record with Kanye. And here's what Fabio had to say about that. We had the vest on, he made us all wear Don the merch. It's like a uniform. He gave us like Yeezys, some type of pants, some type okay. of cargo looking. It was like, black. yeah, black cargo. And then. Donda shirts. So I guess I guess it take away the like the egos. Yeah, no way in hell. I've heard that. I've heard Kanye give uh, give people things to wear to like you know be at listening sections, listening sessions, mm-hmm. or come in the buildings and stuff. It's no way in hell. There's no album I want to hear that bad or be around Kanye that bad to make him make me put on the outfit. You're not gonna change your clothes? No way. No. Absolutely not. You, you know, it's interesting because, no. you know, I was Hell there with no. Jay Electronica and they do give you like a, a Donda shirt to wear. We saw you with it on. Yeah. And Jay Electronica was like, "There's, <laughs> you know, I respect his mom and there's no way I'm not going to put on this shirt that has his mother's name on the back. It was a bulletproof vest res- I saw. Out of respect for him. You didn't have to wear that. That was, uh-huh. they were selling that as like merch and they gave it to some of the people, but you didn't have to wear that. But it's, it's just a shirt, so I put it on over my shirt. It was like, because it was a large yeah. anyway, it was huge. Yeah, but I've seen him I do ain't that. I'm changing my clothes. Yeah, I'm not listening to nobody out. No way, Jose. I'm not putting on no gown. I'm not putting on no, no. no black, black. <laughs> No choir Well, these robe, are people that no were working, robe. that were working, you know, there and working on the album. So everybody had on kind of a, it's like a, a you know, but it was just a shirt. You could wear whatever else you wanted. Sounds cultish. <laughs> a shirt? A whole uniform you mean? No, it does. On. It does sound cultish, especially if it's like a color scheme. Like I need you to wear all black, and if you don't have all black on, I'm gonna put make you put on this all black choir robe. No way, absolutely not. I'm a grown ass man. All right, well that is your rumor report. To listen to an album? There ain't nobody album I want to hear that bad. Not even my favorites. No, Mm-mm. no way. Yep. All right. Well, we got front page news next. New iPhone alert. Are y'all gonna order it? All right. We'll get to that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy, and the General Insurance is all about making your life easier. The General has flexible payment options, and they allow you to choose your payment date and how you pay. They accept cash, card, or check. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. 
Hey, morning everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting? Uh, well, so let's start with Apple. They unveiled a new iPhone at their event that just happened yesterday. It's four new iPhones. There's a new Apple Watch and new iPads. So it was a virtual media event that was held. So get ready for the iPhone 13 Pro and iPhone 13 Pro Max. That was the highlight of the event. And according to reports, there's a five-core CPU, 50% faster graphics, an upgrade that will appeal to you if you're a gamer. Uh, the camera system got a refresh too, and they start at $999 and $1,099, uh, respectfully. And if you want the iPhone Pro Max with one terabyte of storage, that one is $1,599. These phones will start shipping on Friday, September 24th. They come in gold, silver, Sierra Blue, and graphite. Yeah, them iPhones cost too much. I just bought a new iPhone, and my wife got so mad at me because my dumb ass went to the Apple Store and bought one straight up instead of going to Verizon and getting a free upgrade. Yeah, you can also yeah, you trade that? in I your know, you can trade in your old phone too. So when you trade yeah. in your old phone, it's a lot cheaper. I still got my old phone. I just didn't know. I just haven't done that in so long. And my phone started acting crazy and the updates weren't working. So I just went to the Apple store and ended up buying one straight up. My wife was so mad because I was sitting there, why is this thing so expensive? And I was eligible for a free upgrade. Still eligible for a free upgrade, by the way. So give me your phone. Which one? The old one. No, I'm going to sell it. No. All right, there's also an iPhone 13, an iPhone 13 mini. Then there's the iPad and an iPad. Many people were a little bit surprised by that. They didn't know these were coming out. Um, so it has a new ultra-wide camera with center stage, which uses machine learning to adjust the front-facing camera during FaceTime video calls. Uh, now that, the full-size iPad costs $329 for the least amount of uh, storage, okay? So which one is coming out now? The iPad and the iPad mini. No, what's the, the number? 13. 13. Okay, so this is the 12, and this is what I got. Yeah. Damn, part. if you would have waited another week, you could have. I don't care. Because don't you do hate that thing. when you just get a phone and then the new one comes out like a week later? Not really. Like, damn, I might as well have just waited. Because they the all one. do the same thing. And then the price drops on the old one, too, once the new one comes out. All right, and there's also the Apple Watch Series 7. It's a slimmer device with a wider screen than the one before it. That one starts at $399. That won't be available until later this fall. Yeah, don't let it make you feel old like an Apple Watch because them things be confusing the hell out of me. People wrist be ringing. They be talking into their wrist. I don't be knowing what's going on. Uh, and it's good for running, too. If you, like, work out, you go running to get the Apple Watch. That's a good reason to get it. And Senate Democrats have introduced a new voting rights bill to uh, counter the record number of voting restrictions that have passed in all these Republican-led states. They said those, what the Republicans are doing is trying to make it harder for minorities and low-income Americans to cast a ballot. The modified bill is now known as the Freedom to Vote Act. It's a compromise after the previous one for the People Act failed to pass in the Senate last June. And what are some of the changes in this newly negotiated uh, reform bill? Well, among the provisions dropped or changed, the automatic mailing of ballots. Under the new measure, any voter may request a mail-in ballot, but they are not sent out automatically. So they'll continue to allow voter roll purges, but requires changes to be done on the basis of reliable and objective evidence and prohibits the use of return mail sent by third parties to remove voters. The bill would also no longer implement public financing of presidential and congressional elections. And uh, there's a number of election security provisions like mandatory nationwide use of machines that deliver paper ballots. So the fact is uh, this legislation is critical for stopping some of the most egregious assaults against voting rights happening at the state level, according to Schumer. So they just said to hell with the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and the For the People Act, huh? Like I would like to compare the two. I would like to know which voting rights act is better. Because yeah, well, anytime it it's a bipartisan compromise, uh, that, that, that usually means that we're still going to get the short end of the stick. 
right? I actually like getting my ballot sent to me automatically because it's just easier. Like sometimes people forget or anything you can do to encourage people to vote more, you should. Yeah, but you got to make sure it's not a con because you mean to tell me the same people that are passing voter suppression acts all throughout the country are all of a sudden going to be on the same uh, page when it comes to a voting rights bill? Well, yeah, they're saying that they're not going to mail those out to you automatically. You have to request it. I don't think you heard what I said, but okay. Yeah, I didn't understand what you said. Mm -hmm. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, now when we come back, Stephen A. Smith will be joining us. Uh, We're going to kick it with Stephen A. Smith, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Queens, get the money. Stephen A. Smith here. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? What's up, bro? Long time, long Happy time. Happy to have you. Sorry we yes. had you waiting, man. Nah, don't worry about that. I understand, bro. Ain't no biggie. Now, now, rotating host on <laughs> rotating host on first take every day. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, I just think that uh, that's the way to go for now. I mean, listen, you know, we had a great five year run uh, with me and Max. He getting ready to start his own show. He gonna make big things happen with his show. He's on with Keyshawn four hours every morning, nationally syndicated radio. He still got boxing and UFC. Me, I'm doing first take. I'm trying to go late night. I'm mm-hmm. unapologetic about that. Um, you know, still covering the NBA and stuff like that. And, you know, you got to change things up in this industry mm-hmm. from time to time, man. And we all winning and we winning together. So we still cool. Uh, we, you know, I'm going to support him any way that I possibly can. But as it pertained to first take, you know, I just think that, you know, it was time for change, man. You know, a lot of people don't realize we do 15 takes a day minimum, mm-hmm. 75 a week minimum. Mm. Over 3,000 a year minimum. And in the nine years that I've been blessed to be number one each year, I've done over 33,000 takes, you know, so when you sitting across from the same person all the time, sometimes you need to just change that up to refresh things and retool things and all of that stuff. And that's basically what it is. And so we moving forward. I mean, from from Michael Irvin on Mondays, Dan Olavsky Thursday, Tim Tebow Friday, plus Ryan Clark, Damian Woody and all of that other stuff. And big, the big perk. And the big thing for me, let me be very, let me be very, very clear. You know what? Y'all might be on there. I ain't playing. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, sports and entertainment, I want to sit across from fresh folks with perspectives that I haven't heard from, see what they feel. And, you know, you might want to get at me about something. There's plenty of times where, you know, I got donkey of the day, donkey mm-hmm. of the day or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's no biggie. It's all right. It's all love. But the thing about it is, is that, you know, you might be, you might be on there. Listen, you got a point of view. You might disagree with something that I had to say. You want to come on the show? That's what it is. It's like opening the floodgates to the world of sports and entertainment and beyond and making sure that seat is open to anybody who might want to come on the show with a platform like that and might want to debate something. When the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl this year, I'll come. When the really? Cowboys go to the Super Bowl in February, I'm trying to tell you right now, I might not be there. That happens. <laughs> I mean, I would be so sick to my stomach. I can't even put it you in You just words. had Jerry on there with Michael. It but was that, very but, pleasant. But, but, yeah, I mean, but first of all, I'm always going to be pleasant with Jerry Jones. I mean, because he's to me, he's hilarious, you know, mm-hmm. in his own right, because mm-hmm. he's delusional about what his Cowboys are and what they are going <laughs> to be. And it's, 20, like and it's 25 years and counting. So right. I love, I love that. And I don't mind him there. It's just that if he came on, 
If they went to the Super Bowl, I mean, do you have any idea what my life would be like if the Cowboys won actually won? I mean, it would do be. You know what my life would be. It would like? be a nightmare. It's going to happen. Hold on, let me ask you a theoretical, sure, hypothetical sure, question. Sure, sure. Okay, we were talking about this earlier. There was a rumor. They said it's not true that Jay Z was going to invest in the Broncos. Now we know he's a, a Cowboys fan. Now let's just say you had the opportunity, right, to invest just out of nowhere in the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you would want to do? Because that clearly, be the number one. As far as how much that franchise is worth, you gotta that could be a great investment for you. You could be a part owner y'all, y'all, y'all of the Cowboys. Y'all ain't gonna believe this answer. Mm. I don't think I'd do it. You, uh, see, you a businessman, Stephen A. You bought your I money. Am, I am, but you can't convince me that there's only one way to do it. Like, you can't convince me. I would go like this. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not completely obliterating the idea because, you know, I am a businessman. I am about making win. some you money. Really don't like I, I'm, I'm just going like this. You, I, I mean, do you have any idea what it would take to convince me? I, in order for me to make money, it has to be with the Cowboys. I refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe that. I'm like, this. there's got to be another way. The most valuable franchise, you wouldn't take that opportunity. I I will tell you this. Here's here's my best answer for Mm -hmm. you. If you tell me from nothing to making money, I probably relent. If you said to me, well, you could make two billion with the Knicks. But four billion with the Cowboys, I'm going with the two billion. Mm, I can see that. You can see that. No money with the Knicks. I just finished saying. That's what I just finished saying. Now, if you're going from nothing to making money, well, then that's the businessman comes in. But if you're telling me I'm going to make money, it's just that I'd make more with the Cowboys. I I would have to say I'm going to take a little bit less. You could take. You could make six billion and invest in both. Well, you could say that, but what I'm saying is the analogy. <laughs> I get it. Oh I get it. Can, I mean, every this I would exhaust everything. Listen, I'm not mad at you. The, the, I get it. I, I would take less. Don't get me wrong. I ain't going broke. Right. But I would take less. If I'm going to be rich, no matter what, it's just that I'd be more rich with the Cowboys. I would be less rich. You changed the whole scenario. Now, That's what, what was your conversation with Max Kellerman? How, how, what was that conversation like when, when y'all decided not to do it? Was it one of those things like, homie? We're not seeing out of eye. You out? Or what was that conversation? Nah, like? man. You know, listen. This is a. I, I'm so tired of talking about this because people have 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 switched it and acted like there was something. Like, nice dude, man. He's got his he, own show he's now. He's loved within the walls of ESPN. You know, Max Kellerman, one of the best dudes you'll ever meet. Okay, and we know what he brings to the table: boxing, UFC, all of that mm-hmm. other stuff. I was just saying to him, and I said it to him on numerous occasions: we as partners, to me. There's a limit. There's a ceiling there. And I want you to know straight up, that's how I feel. Said them years ago. So when people talked about ESPN and they said, well, you know, Stephen A., you did this and ESPN. No, ESPN's the boss. You know what I'm saying? Trust me, they're my boss. Trust you me. If I was the boss, there's a whole bunch of things that have nothing to do with first take and nothing to do with max anything. There's a whole bunch of different decisions that I would make from time to time because as an employee, you always see that way. But in the end, you're an employee and you answer to them and they didn't feel that a change was needed in the past. This time around, they felt that it was. I'm cool with that. He's cool with that. And I support him. Uh, like he, gotcha. he, His show's debuting. Anything he needs from me, I'm going to be there for him. You know, it's just that, again, for me, doing a show with somebody every single day, you just get to a point where it's like, all right, this is plateaued. And I said that to him. And I'm not saying he agreed, because he didn't agree. Mm-hmm. But he understood where I was coming from, and he understood that he was going to win, and I was going to win no matter what, and we were good with it. You, you've been the face of ESPN for yeah. a long time now. Yeah. Definitely the face of first take. Does it put more pressure on you now since you're the 
Even though you've always been the focal point, but now you're the sole focal point of first it take. Put, it put, listen, it's it's not because of first take. It's it's because of well, that damn contract I signed. Mm-hmm. That that's what it is. Everybody, <laughs> you know, I'm 53 years old, y'all, and everybody's ignoring the fact that I got the deal when I was 51. Wow. They forgetting the you know from the time wow. I was 24, mm-hmm. and I, I put in that grind span in a quarter century to get to that point. All they want to look at. As a matter of fact, I got into a couple of arguments with my boys one time because they would call up and be like you got a responsibility and I'd be like shut the hell up I did the same <laughs> damn job last week the week before the month before y'all weren't telling me that but all of a sudden I'm getting paid now you want to come in my face and talking about what kind of responsibility I have kissed my ass fall back and that's what I said to my boys now I'm talking about cats I grew up with mm-hmm. because it pissed me off and it was like wait a minute the responsibility I don't mind that just don't tell me that it changed because I signed a new contract. Mm-hmm. I had the same seat, doing the same damn job, the same damn days of the week mm-hmm. for the previous seven years at the time. And all of a sudden, because I signed this contract and you read in the papers that I'm making this paper, which I earned, by the way, all of a sudden there's a responsibility. Then I looked them in the face. I said, listen, this is a damn good deal. I'm making money, no doubt about it. But I looked the ESPN in the face and said, I deserve more. Because I feel I deserve more because I pay attention to what I bring to the table in terms of ratings, ad sales, and all of that. I know what kind of money. I have an idea, not specifically, of course, mm-hmm. but I have an idea of what amount of money I generate for the company. And so my mentality is I walk into work every day. Number one responsibility, how do I make us more money? Number two, how do I get some of it? That's my approach to business. The minute I walk in every single day, I'm unapologetic about it. It's not personal or anything like that. I am constantly, constantly trying to win because winning is what's going to create other opportunities. If the breakfast club wasn't the breakfast club, the stuff that's happening for y'all wouldn't happen for y'all. But y'all big time. And because y'all big time, y'all are able to create opportunities for yourself and well-deserved. Congratulations to you on the Comedy Central deal as well. All I'm saying is that that's my approach and I'm not going to stand still. And even when I started off with Skip Bayless, Skip Bayless wanted me to stick with first take. He didn't want to do the, him and well, the former boss, Jamie Horowitz. And stuff. We don't want, you know, no, no, no sports center, no NBA. No, I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not your guy then because that's not the only thing I want to do. You want to do that number of love and respect for you. We can make that work. But understand my visions are grander than that. And I'm going for a hell of a lot more. And if you want to pigeonhole and marginalize me to this show, I'm not your guy. And they, it took credit to them. They accepted it. They saw what I was doing and recognized how it could benefit first take. And that's how we springboard. That's the way I've been all my career. And y'all, I ain't changing. I ain't changing. All right, we got more with Stephen A. Smith. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Stephen A. Smith. Charlemagne? You hit, let's do the business. It's HBCU Listen, week, right? HBCU week, okay. no doubt about that. It's going to be October 1st and October 2nd. They're going to have in-person and virtual uh, registration as well. Over the last three years, two and a half years, actually, we generated over 3,000 scholarships in excess of $12 million. Uh, now they're doing it again this year. We've got an additional $7 million in commitments from sponsors wow. uh, as well. Um, and so we expect big, big things to happen. And uh, When you register, you can obviously register uh, live and the corporations will have a hold of your application. Uh, you can go to hbcuweek.org, um, and if you continue to do that, chances are you got a, you got an opportunity to get scholarships. We all know how important education is, particularly uh, for, for youngsters and, and, and specifically minorities looking for an opportunity and the great opportunities that HBCUs offer. That's what I'm all about. 
just reaching back and trying to do my part, mm -hmm. just like everybody else is. Mm -hmm. I, w I watched you and uh, Michael Irvin together, yeah. and I saw you purposely, I think, turning your volume down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because yes. Yes. Michael, <laughs> Michael is right. loud. Right. You know this, but you'll know this as it continues. Let's say, for example, we're here in the studio, right? Mm -hmm. And we're just rapping, and all of a sudden, you get loud and you get loud. Mm -hmm. If I get loud, nobody hears us. You see what I'm saying? You gotta just know what you're doing television-wise. It's not just about what you wanna do, it's about what the audience wants to see and what the audience wants to hear. So a lot of times, it depends on the guests. I'll be on Michael with Michael Irvin, and there's segments where I dial it down, and then there are other times where I dial it up. With Keyshawn, I could dial it up a little bit more. With uh, uh, Marcus Spears, I could dial it down a little bit more because mm -hmm. he gets a little demonstrative. With Tim Tebow, I'm mellow throughout. Mm -hmm. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It all depends mm -hmm. on because you have to have an eye for what the audience is looking for and how you as a show projects to that audience. Is the intention to find a new co-host or to continue on with rotating? To me, um, my mentality is that whatever the audience wants, they'll tell us. You know, because what, what, what people don't realize about television, we get ratings every segment. Mm -hmm. The next day, we get our ratings like it doesn't say for the two hours you did this. It says you did this from 10 to 10 15, from yep. 10 15 to 10 30, That's radio. From 10 30 yep. to 10 45, right? That's what it does in television. So you have to pay attention because that's what's telling you what subject matters percolated and what didn't. You know, who the guest was at that particular moment in time, what interests them, what didn't interest them. They tell us how they feel every single day. And so what you do is you pay attention to that and then you recognize what the patterns are. Mm -hmm. And that's how you go about doing the business that I do. I like you and Big Perk together, man. Yo, I love Perk. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm very, very proud of Perk, man. He's a protege in the business. Uh, he's come to me and, and, and asked for my help. And I was like, you don't need much of it because he's incredibly knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. People don't realize that. Kendrick Perkins is very, very smart. Um, he knows basketball. He's very well connected as well because he got a lot of friends in the NBA. Uh, you know, you know, I call him Big Perk, Uncle Perk. You know, he's from the country, from mm -hmm. Texas, and you know, he sound like you know, he sound like one of your uncles from the South or whatever. But I love him. Uh, he's very knowledgeable, very demonstrative, and whatever. And again, again, he's very entertaining. But a lot of cats bring different things to the table, and I think that it's a mistake to look for the same thing from everybody. Perk got his little thing. Jay Absolutely. Williams got his mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm. You know, even guys like Tim Legler, Jalen Rose, my man. They, you know, they all got their thing. And they all bring it to the table. When you're trying to make good television, you look for what they bring, see how it pairs with you, and see how that will work for you. Cam Newton, does he have a home in the league? Is that possible? I think he's in trouble. Why do you say um, that? I went on TV yesterday, and I said, um, if the Washington football team does not call Cam Newton, I think his career is in jeopardy. Hey, because, but he can still play. Uh, I, I, still throw a ball. Here's the deal. There's 32 teams in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. He's not quarterbacking for one of them. When he left Carolina, nobody was kicking down his door, which was why he ended up signing with New England. On the cheap, I might add. So he goes to New England. And you were wondering what happened in Carolina because Ron Rivera is well-respected. Mm -hmm. So you go to New England. And last year, you come down with COVID and all that stuff. We get we get how crazy last year was, mm -hmm. right? Then they draft Mac Jones. And I, I was never high on Cam in Foxborough, Massachusetts, mm -hmm. because I like Dave Custer to Brady. Mm -hmm. You know, you if you don't look the part, you better be the part. Mm -hmm. Because you're succeeding Brady. Now, if there was never a Brady, that would be different. 
But there was a Brady for 19 years and six titles and nine trips to the Super Bowl. Yo, bro, you got to go up in there and you got to do the kind of things he did, which you can't do because you can't throw the football like that, man. Mm -hmm. That's just a fact. So you go there and then you come in this. They draft Mac Jones. Mac Jones, national champion, 77% completions, 41 touchdowns, four interceptions, wins a national title at Alabama. Saban and Belichick are very, very close. You draft Mac Jones with the 16th overall pick. First time you draft a pick in the first round at the quarterback spot. Then you bring Cam back. And so Cam, what happens? COVID issue comes up again. You aren't available for five to ten days. Now with Belichick, bro. Quarterback. Best ability is availability. And availability relates to reliability. And if you ain't available, you ain't reliable. Mm -hmm. And so he's gone. Now you outside and you doing an interview with your daddy on YouTube. Your daddy can't help you now. Because it's your resume. And so as a result of that, now they're looking at you and they're saying, okay, freak athlete, accuracy is an issue. But if anybody knows about him, it would be Ron Rivera. And Ron Rivera just lost Ryan Fitzpatrick. So all you got is Taylor Heineke, who did good in the playoffs when they lost to Brady. But that's all you have. If you don't call Ken, that's going to raise a red flag to all of those NFL coaches out there. Why didn't they call him? Mm. Nobody needs him more than Washington. That coach coached him for nine years in Carolina. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't he call him? That's just the reality. I don't think he deserves that. I think he's a stud athlete. But COVID has changed the stuff. And don't listen to Belichick and that drivel he threw out last week. Hell yeah, it's a factor. If Kirk, The only reason Kirk Cousins is still on Minnesota is because they own $46 million. He'd be gone. Carson Wentz, you traded him from Philly to Indy. They didn't know the brother wasn't going to take the vaccine. You got a problem now with those NFL teams because if you any kind of hiccup takes place, it could cost them a game or two, which is why Michael Irving came on there and went on the air and said it ain't about right wing or left wing. It's about the ring. That's right. It's about the ring. This mm -hmm. is football. And if you miss a game or two, you could cost us everything. That's what he said. And I'm like, that's how they looking at Cam now. It's unavoidable. All right, we got more with Stephen A. Smith. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Stephen A. Smith. Charlemagne? Why yeah, is the short life uh, for black quarterbacks, so why is it such a short self-shelf life? <sighs> well, first of all, I think that a lot of times when we think about these quarterbacks, the athleticism is still there. And I think that the state of the black quarterback has never been better, to be quite honest with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Russell mm -hmm. Wilson, Lamar Jackson. I mean, mm -hmm. you got superstars who are black at the quarterback position. What I will tell you, however, is that when you are in the NFL, you can't just do what you want to do. When you talk about cats being Mavericks and being the kind of cats that we appreciate, speak their mind, they're articulate, they make sure you know exactly where they stand, they represent our community in an upstanding fashion and all of that other stuff. You got more freedom in the NBA. That freedom does not exist in the National Football League because there's too many pieces. You got 53 men, you got offense, defense, special teams, you got a, a, a slew of coaches and all of this other stuff, and they're about control because they have the collective bargaining agreement that stipulates the level of control they have. They can sign you to, 100 and, they can sign you to $200 million, mm -hmm. but only 60 guaranteed. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. and, sign, and get most of that with your signing bonus, and which means that the, what you're owed is based on incentives and things of that nature. You got to meet certain goals. It's tricky. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that's the way that you have to work around it. It's really that simple. Now, predictions for NFL this year and predictions for NBA this year. I think that 
Tampa Bay. I picked Tampa Bay to repeat because they returned all 22 starters and Tom Brady is their quarterback. Over the Cowboys? You think they coming out there to see over us? You mean over the Giants? You brought up them damn cow. He know that get on my damn nerves. And the Cowboys. Look, could y'all make the playoffs first? Could y'all do that? We gonna do that. The offense, the offense is real. With Dallas, the offense is real. They could beat anybody. What do you think will happen with Deshaun Watson? I don't. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm shocked he's still in the league. Mm. Um, he's got 22 kids. Listen, I wish the brother nothing but the best. I don't know what happened. None of us know what happens. Uh, but you got 22 cases that have been filed against you. There have been people put on a commissioner's exempt list for less. Now, I understand what the commissioner's exempt list is. You get on that list, that means you're not allowed to play or practice with the team, but they still pay you. You're just not allowed to play. So I don't believe he should lose his money based off of allegations. But what I do believe is that there are people that have been pulled from playing for less. And when you combine that with the fact that you don't want to play for the Houston Texans, you made it very clear you want to be traded. So much so that you didn't play in the preseason and you haven't played in the game one of the regular season and Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback. Why are we messing around? Why is he even there? What what sense does that make? He doesn't want to be there anyway. And he has these issues. Let him go home, handle his issues legally, because no matter what, you got to remember, every single case can be dropped. And the commissioner still has the authority to step in and say, your situation impugned the integrity of the league. Mm. You are suspended for eight games. The commissioner has that authority. Mm -hmm. So because that's the case, and because the commissioner has done that before, and because the entire football world is anticipating that's exactly what they're going to do with Deshaun Watson, why is he there? Mm. Let him go home. Mm -hmm. Mm. It makes no sense. Why he hasn't been sent home already. Now, if he were traded in the offseason and went to a team where clearly he's the face of their franchise, I can understand the commissioner sitting back and saying, okay, let's wait and see. He's practicing with the team. He's still playing. They're willing to roll that dice. But that's not the case. Mm. He's in Houston, and he's not playing. Not, not playing at all. Why is he there? Mm. It makes no sense. An NBA prediction. I got Brooklyn. Going up yeah. against the Lakers and, who do you got? and the Brooklyn Nets winning the championship. Let's go. Okay. I got. I just. I just. I think that Kyrie is box office. He's just a showstopper. I think that Harden is going to be in shape this year because he's where he wants to be instead of trying to push himself out of Houston. That's the only reason he was out of shape, y'all. He put he didn't want to go out of Houston and Tillman Fatita and those guys said, no, you're not leaving. And so Harden said, okay. I'm and he came in out of shape mm-hmm. and just just show he didn't want to be there. And that ended up hurting him because that, that hamstring injury that he suffered late on the season, that lasted a bit longer than anybody anticipated. But I think he'll be ready. And when he's ready, he's good for 25 to 30 a night because the brother's just unstoppable. And Kevin Durant is the best player in the world. Mm. All right, so Emma, you with the Nets this season? In the then? world. And the Lakers, LeBron knows what he's doing. We know how big time LeBron is with Anthony Davis, with um, Russell. Russell. How does that work with Russell? Because Russell needs the ball. I, think, I, I understand that. He says he'll be fine. LeBron says he'll be fine. What I will tell you is this. LeBron 69%, Russell Westbrook 65% last year from the free throw line. LeBron James hasn't shot 70% from the free throw line in the last three years. Free throws matter, bro. And Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant don't miss them. Mm. And so for me, especially with Golden State coming, Klay Thompson's going to be back. Steph Curry's there. Uh, I like Wiseman. Draymond's there. Who knows? They might trade for Ben Simmons in Philadelphia. We don't know what they're going to do. I just look at Brooklyn and L.A. The Clippers are on the outside looking in. They, if Kawhi is healthy, they give the Lakers a run for their money. Utah and Denver can't be ignored. 
But I just look at Brooklyn and I'm just saying that's what it's going to take to stop the Lakers. And I think that I, and I don't think anybody can stop Brooklyn. They're just too much of a juggernaut, bro. They they at, they can give up 120 and laugh at you because they'll score 130. Right. It's just they they are unstoppable. Well, last statement because I know you got to go. Speaking of the NBA, I feel like you were very instrumental in all of these black coaches getting hired in the NBA. And the reason I say that because you were the person on first take having these conversations, telling people why aren't the players stepping up saying where are the black yes. coaches? I, I didn't see anybody else raising hell about that situation. Well, other I appreciate than you. that because I meant it. Um, and, uh, and black executives are next. Take this into consideration for a second. There were nine executives last year in the NBA who happened to be black. And the one executive with the power of final say wasn't even an African-American. Dang. It was used, it was Masai Ujiri in Toronto. Dang, Toronto yeah. He wasn't he wasn't an African American and he wasn't and he wasn't the the GM in America. It was Toronto. Dang. I mean, think about that. Dang. In the year 2020, that's Dang. what it was. And so that's just a damn shame. And so for me, listen, you got a lot of white executives that are very good and very gifted at what they do, but what we don't pay enough attention to is analytics. And the reason why I bring up analytics, analytics have always been a part of basketball. But here's the brilliant hoodwink job that has been done. So you had these white dudes that were big on analytics. And what they did was they partnered with guys at MIT. And they create these analytics and where numbers are telling you the story. And when I say telling you the story, I, I'm not going to mention their name because I don't want to put them on front street like that. But I will tell you this. There was one executive that went up to an owner after losing a playoff game and literally said to the owner, quote, you see, we really, really won. Look at these numbers. We had the plus minus here, and we did this here, and all this. Other. He said, we really, really want. If we had just not made that mistake, we, you know, it, it would show. It would, only like, I don't give a damn about it. We lost the game. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Right? But that's what they do. And so for me, when I'm offended by analytics, I listen to analytics to some degree myself. But I also look at the eye test, and I also watch and understand covering the league the way I do. I understand I, as a beat writer covering the league for years before I became a columnist and then I got on television, I saw dudes that had a problem with their girl or had a problem with their wife or their mom was ill or something like that and that affected their game that night. Mm -hmm. You know, the analytics ain't telling you that. Mm -hmm. Numbers mm -hmm. are not telling you that. There's a human element that comes into play. You know, or one dude was in the elevator against another player and the player went like this. You know what? I heard you was talking smack about me. I'm going to whip your ass after the game. And the dude showed up on the court and was petrified mm -hmm. and scared out of his mind and had like two points and two rebounds. Coach didn't know what the hell was wrong with him. But he was scared about getting his ass kicked when the game was over. You see, it's stuff like that that analytics don't tell you. And so when you depend solely on analytics, I got a problem with that. And more importantly than that, ain't no black folks involved in these analytics. That's right. They know it to some degree, but they're not the ones coming from MIT. They're not the ones that are entrenched in it to a point where you go to an owner and you speak the owner's language because the owner may not know ball, but he knows numbers. Mm -hmm. And when you bring him numbers that make sense out of it and show him how you can save him money, that makes you attractive. So he hires you, and then you hire your, your, your dudes. They're all analytics dudes, and then none of them look like us. And so somebody had to call him out. Somebody had to say, listen, this is affecting the coaches that are being hired. This is affecting the general managers that are being hired. You know what I'm saying? And we need more minority ownership than just Michael Jordan. 
And so to me, that's why I took it upon myself to attack the issue the way that I attacked it, because I'm not going to lie to you. Again, there's the use for analytics, and I don't disrespect the dudes that focus a lot on analytics. I respect them, and I respect their knowledge. But did I think that it was somewhat racist? you damn right I did. And that's why I said something about it, and that's why I'm going to continue to say well, something about it. I think it worked when it came to them coaches. Absolutely. So well, thank you. Stephen A. Smith, right. ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you. I know you got to go. Thank you, man. We appreciate you for joining us. I appreciate y'all, man. Thank you so much. It's yes, the sir. Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk versus. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, yesterday was Fat Joe versus Ja Rule. And this was in New York City. Everything went down. So it started around 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And both of them went to their breakout hits to start things off, right? Fat Joe, Flojo, Ja Rule, it's murder. And then Remy Ma was the first guest to come out. By the way, looking amazing. The women definitely ruled the night last night, too, by the way. All the women uh, taken to the stage. Now, of course, we love to hear the, uh, we love to read the comments and everything uh, that's happening. And so let's talk about some of those things. Now, Ja Rule and Fat Joe, they were talking about hits from yesterday versus hits of today. You need an intermission? Yeah, we need an intermission. In the words of my Jada, he's trying to cause a distraction, people. He don't got the hits. He don't got enough hits, ladies and gentlemen. He's trying to point shade the score. I'll show you, Ja. I love you. Because these people know yesterday's hits is not today's hits. But yesterday's hits are called classics, nigga. Ja Rule was absolutely correct when he said that. I don't even know why Fat Joe would say that because he got a lot of, you know, hits from, hits from the past yeah. that are classic now. He was now. doing some of those too. And he'll be doing those 10 years from now. So right. I don't even know why he would say that. And uh, I saw Fat Joe had some fire festival jokes and everything, mm-hmm. right? All right, now, Irv Gotti was in the Instagram comments addressing fans who kept bringing up 50 Cent. He said, all y'all talking that 50-ish, all good. He got beat up, stabbed up, shot up, and sued us. That's all I'm going to say. Your hero ain't what you think he is, period, and facts. Well, 50 Cent, of course, responded early this morning. He said, I put the whole label out of business. F for me if you want to. I would stay out of my way if I wasn't me. LOL, green light gang. So... That's something that I guess is just never going to go away. That's never going to die. Yeah, ever. Mm-mm. Now, Lil Mo and Vita came out on stage and had a murder ink reunion. They went crazy when the two of them came out. Listen to this. That's a classic, classic record. Because I'm so timeless. Yeah. That was yes. a movie. You know what's so great? I, 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 I literally was just watching uh, that Vita record. Vita, Vita, because I was showing uh, Nyla. Nyla Simone was at the crib, and I was, we was going through Ja Rule records on YouTube, because I was like, like, don't sleep on Ja, and that Vita song popped up. All right, well, uh, in addition, I saw Ja Rule was singing to support Fat Joe also. So that was pretty dope to see that. And the two of them have a lot of love for each other. As you know, it is a battle, a competition, but they made sure at the end they let everybody know that it's all love. I picked Ja Rule to go up against me because everybody was scared to go against this because he got so many hits. I want my brother to get the props he deserved. I 
Love Jabu. And I love With you too. And I love you too. All right. In addition to that, Nelly was there, and Fat Joe called Nelly in to perform "Get It Poppin." And Nelly had to do hot in here because you can't leave the stage without doing that song. And he also went over and gave Ashanti a hug. So that was definitely on all the blogs uh, this morning. Mm -hmm. Ashanti, of course, like I just said, was there and she performed. She worked with both of the artists. So people were doing a lot of memes about Ashanti working uh, overtime um, bo with both of these artists. And technically, Ja Rule should get a point for what's love, too, because didn't Earl produce it? Well, he's on it. Ja's on it. I, he wrote the hook. Yeah. That's what Ja told him last night. Ja said, it. out of all the hooks that I wrote, I wish I'd have kept that one. Yeah, because he's actually on that song, too. So. Right, and then there was uh, more uh, commentary in the comments during the, the verses, and Diddy. People were saying they wanted Diddy to, to battle, and Jermaine Dupree called him out. Somebody let Diddy know I'm at the Garden right now, and he's going to need some training from me. Diddy responded, Beloved, you my N-word, but your arm's too short to box with God. You ain't got enough hits. I'll smash you with just Biggie and Mary, but I do have the utmost respect on you as a musical legend. Dre, the only one who can get in the ring with me, love. Now, uh, I, I disagree that Jermaine don't have enough hits. Got, it's only 20 records now. Uh, Jermaine has a, definitely has 20 he hits. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. He probably got like at least 60. Right, he got, of course, the Mariah, the Ushers, the Janet Jacksons, the TLCs, the Criss Cross, the Jagged Edges. Escape. And I'm going to tell you something. Escape. We've all, I think we've learned 20. from these verses, it's just all about execution. Absolutely. It's about how you play your records. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you can have the records like Dipset have, just, you know, just like Fat Joe have, and they just might not be executed the right way. Mm -hmm. That's all. Okay, so you don't agree because... I don't agree you, what? I mean, with what I don't Diddy agree said. with Diddy saying Jermaine don't have enough hits. Jermaine definitely got enough hits, 100%. Yeah. I was saying the same thing. I could see that. But he's saying the only person he would go up against is is Dre. All right? Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. And I just want to say another really great verse is uh, a lot of viewers, and I'm glad to God's honest truth, my late night talk show that premieres this Friday night at 10 p.m. on Comedy Central, sponsored that. Thank you to the uh, Versus team. Mm -hmm. But I would mm -hmm. love to see Diddy and Dre. That's what I would love to see. They both produce. They both rap. They both have huge records as, as artists. I would, I would love to see that. Okay. Well, that is your rumor report. Who are you giving your donkey to? Um, what are you thinking about? I'm thinking what I'd love to see Dre and Diddy. I don't know. Of course. I mean, of course you would, but I don't know if that's a good matchup. I would love to see JD and Diddy too, though. I would love to see either or. <sighs> it you know what? I think would be a great matchup if Jermaine Dupree and Diddy just did R&B. R&B and remixes. Nah, if, because Diddy got the Benjamins. Diddy but that's what I'm saying. More, more I don't want. I don't want. But I don't. I, Macy's I know that, but I don't want the hip hop. I think a good versus for Diddy and JD would just be R and B and remixes. Who got the best R and B records and who got the best remixes? So you want to see Mary versus Usher? That's what you want to see, pretty much. I just think that'd be dope. R and B and remixes. That's what I think. But uh, Donkey of the Day is going to a man named Mark Metzger. Uh, he needs to come to the front of the congregation. We would like to have a word for. Him. All right, word we'll, with get, him. we'll get to that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Want to look like a million bucks, but only spend a handful of bucks? Upgrade to a Dollar Shave Club 6 Blade Razor for a noticeably smooth shave thanks to their six precision cut stainless blades. Find your perfect shave wherever you shop. In store and online at dollarshave.com. That's dollarshave.com. Donkey of the day, yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day, yeah, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. Ah!
It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They waiting for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Oh, turn my damn mic on. Well, Ed Sheeran, donkey of the day for Wednesday, September 15th, goes to an attorney in Texas named Mart Metzger. Now, Halloween is on October 31st. Uh, every year it's the same date. It hasn't changed as far as I know my whole life, but we have about a month and some change before we get to Halloween. But unbeknownst to me, people like to dress up in Halloween costumes when it's not Halloween. No, I'm not talking about the Met Gala. See, Mark Metzger was arrested, you know? Uh, you know what? I don't even want to tell you what, I, what he was arrested for because y'all not going to believe me. Let's go to the Charlotte Observer for the report, please. A lawyer dressed as a horror movie character on a Texas beach said his eccentric actions were just a prank to make people smile. But it also led to the arrest of Mark Metzger, the Galveston attorney some people saw roaming a local beach in a Michael Myers costume. He was cited for disorderly conduct and released by Galveston police. Police received a call Monday about a masked man holding what appeared to be a bloody knife while walking on the beach ahead of Tropical Storm Nicholas. Officers found Metzger dressed as the serial killer from the Halloween movies and put him in handcuffs before determining the blood and knife were fake. Metzger said in a Facebook post Monday night he was still fuzzy on what exactly was illegal. You dress like Michael Myers to make people smile with all the bluey costumes were taken? Did you hear that story? Police determined the blood and knife were fake after the arrest. A guy walking around dressed like Michael Myers on a beach with a fake knife with blood on it. And cops didn't determine the knife and the blood was fake until after the arrest. Guess what race it is? Come on, we know. Now, I do a lot of things for my mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. I do a lot of grounding exercises, a lot of grounding rituals, okay? Practice that intentionally, that I intentionally incorporate into my daily life, you know, just to help me feel present and feel a sense of control. People got a lot of different techniques. Some people like to sit quiet and drink their coffee before they start their day. Some people journal. You will absolutely find me barefoot walking around my backyard to ground myself. You'll probably see me hugging some trees. I love fire ceremonies. I love doing things like this on the regular with intention because I need that balance and comfort, but I have never wanted to dress up uh, like a horror movie character and walk down the beach with a fake blood-covered knife, okay? Mark, this is a waste of white privilege. I have got on this radio for years and told white people to use their privilege to combat prejudice. That is a that that is a great use of privilege, okay, when you use it to combat prejudice, but to dress like Michael Myers and walk a beach, this is a waste of white privilege. What do you think would happen to my black ass, your black ass, if we dressed like Michael Myers and walked any beach in America with a fake bloody knife? Do you think cops would arrest us and wait to determine if the knife and the blood was fake? Do you think police would even give me an opportunity to explain that it's fake? Black people look suspicious, you know, uh, in America in our own skin. So imagine how suspicious we would look in the skin of Michael Myers. And then when police came, he stayed in character. What does that even mean? Because I don't watch horror movies. I don't pay people to scare me, and I don't like volunteering myself to be scared. But I do know Michael Myers doesn't talk, doesn't speak at all. So if you stayed in character even when the police came, that means you didn't say a word. Not one damn thing. So you just stood there with a fake knife with blood on it, dressed as Michael Myers, and the police did nothing. They just arrested you? Well, well let me not say nothing, okay? Mark spoke on it. Let's go to WKTRK for the report, please. So when GPD rolled up on the seawall, I just kind of stared at them in character, knife to the side, and then I kept walking, and then they one of them whistled at me. It was like, hey, 
So I stopped there and they, they came down the stairs onto the beach. And I'm just sta standing there in character and uh, they had their weapons drawn on me, rightfully so. I could see from their, from their perspective, they had their weapons drawn and were like, you know, drop the knife, you know, get on your knees, face away, hands behind your head. It felt like a scene out of Scooby-Doo after he handcuffed me and he pulled the mask off. It's like, ah, oh, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling Karens. And I was cooperative. I understand doing the job. I was like, man, I was just asking questions. What was I doing wrong? What was I doing illegal? You know, the guy, the first thing he said to me when he pulled my mask off was, uh, um, whose blood is on the knife? I was just like, no, it's a rubber knife, sir. It's a prop. And they just kind of looked at me like, why are you doing this? That's like, why not? Oh. <sighs> The way whiteness works. Dropping the clues bombs for whiteness. I mean, sometimes you just gotta disrespect it, okay? Mark said he would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling Karens. <sighs> the way whiteness works. <sighs> he also said, you know, he would have gotten away with it. Therefore, he knows he was doing something wrong. He wasn't. He knows he was doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing. But in the next breath, he said he was still fuzzy about what he had done that was illegal. Yet he admitted, you know, he would have gotten away with it. What are you trying to get away with if you don't think you were doing anything illegal? I don't know, okay? I don't know why Mark did what he did, but I maintain that white privilege is stronger than Starbucks Wi-Fi will ever be, okay? Michael Myers ran into police and they drew weapons, but Michael Myers lived to tell the tale. Candyman would have gotten shot. Please give Mark Metzger the biggest hee-haw. Uh -huh. uh -huh. right, well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. Now, up next is Ask Ye, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Ye right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye, 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Hello, who's this? Hi, it's Viviana from the Bronx. Hey, what's your question for Ye? Hey, so I just want to start off by saying that I absolutely love you guys. I listen to you guys every morning, and you guys are like the best. So, my, um, I used to be on the DJ Self show, um, the, the topic time at night. Uh, we, I used to go on and shout my man out. Um, I we ha we ended up having a baby. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that he was a junkie until after um, you know we had our baby, and then he started you know smoking crack. He started getting high off heroin, wow. and you know he's been threatening me so much. Like I I'm very I'm a very very easygoing, lenient baby mother. I will you know give him opportunity to you know see his son. You know, and, and time and time again, every time he doesn't get his way, he threatens ACS. Mm -mm. So it's very, very frustrating. It's very, you know, and he stole from me. Um, wow. You know, he stole from me recently. He stole my phone, which I ended up snatching his unemployment because how are you going to steal from me when I've given you so much hospitality? I've given you a roof over your head some nights. He's homeless. He's in, uh, he's in rehab right now upstate. You know, he's made my life a living hell, and he, he wants a relationship with his son. But, you know, I can't allow him in my house. But, you know, sometimes he guilt trips me. He, he knows how to manipulate me, and I've been putting my foot down a lot more. But, you know, he, you know, tends to try to get comfortable and try, you know, try testing the waters every time. And 
I just want him to get his shit together. And it seems like nothing for, you know, we've been, we were together five and a half years, but I've, we've known each other now for almost eight years. Right. And he's still doing the same shit he was doing two years ago, getting high, selling his phones. He financed, a, uh, he financed four phones. Oh my gosh. Three, three iPhones from AT&T, one iPhone from Verizon, and then he sold his phones. He sold those phones for $200 a piece. They're $1,000 phones. It's not, well, first of all, let's not call him a junkie. He's an addict. So he, yeah. he does have things that he needs to deal with. At least he's in rehab right now. But first and foremost is the safety of your son, right? And yeah. if you're not comfortable, and you shouldn't be, leaving your son alone, then you shouldn't do that. Have you gone through the court? Because they'll most likely require that you have supervision of any uh, parenting time that he'll, he'll get. So I have went through the court. Uh, we went to Bronx Family Court uh, two and a half years ago. I have full physical custody. We share joint legal. Um, I was really scared that with the whole iPhone incident, the whole iPhone financing thing, that he was going to steal my son's social. I'm waiting for the credit bureaus to get back to me to see if there's any if there's been any fraud on the account on his social. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, it's just it's it's a mess because um, you know, I try to be I try to be lenient with him. I don't leave him alone anymore. The last time I left him alone with our son, he had a room and I thought he was stable, and he pretty much. Um, we talked about introducing a, a you know a significant other when the time was right. Apparently, um, while he had him on spring break back in April, he had a female over. Wow. They were sniffing coke together no. around my son. And apparently, when he went, when my son went to sleep on the air mattress that he had, um, apparently, my son's father was the girl out. Next oh my, to my gosh. Son this so is awful. Then, when I found that out, Angelique, I, uh, I tased the out of him 10 times. Right. Okay, yeah, you cannot leave your child she with She said this. she tased them? Yeah. I, I sure did, Charlemagne. That, is, aw that is awful. Now, did you bring all this up in court and with your attorney? So, um, court has already been done, but I'm trying to take him back to court. I have so many receipts. I have so many messages. Yes. And apparently, the girl that he, that he did all this with, apparently, she lost all her kids due to rape allegations. Oh, my gosh. So she can't even be around a child. You can't have your child around that. Somebody that is going to do these things when you're not there, who knows? This could endanger your child tremendously. And I think that's the first, uh, you know, that is really the first priority. And he keeps, like, last yesterday we got in an argument because he thinks that he will get some type of custody or even uh, unsupervised visitation. And I'm like, dude, what, are, are you, well, are listen, you high right now? You cannot play no games, okay? So make sure you have everything yeah. in order. Make sure you go back to court because you do not want to risk, any, risk your child's life. And then he keeps throwing ACS when he doesn't get his way. Oh, I'm going to call ACS and tell him you're smoking weed. Okay, I don't do that around my son. Right, listen. And I have my medical card. It sounds like you've done whatever you could do to try to make this a, a better transition when you guys broke up, but it's not working. And forget whatever your relationship with this man is. It's not even about that. It's about your son. Oh, my son, yeah. First and foremost. And so get that in order, like, immediately. Be very proactive about that. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to work on taking him back to court, but, you know, it's just been frustrating because he starts with me all the time and 
he's like, oh, I'm going to get custody. I'm going to get... That's, there's no way that's going to happen. You already have full... But do not even risk that, okay? Go ahead. Let him keep talking, saying whatever, whatever. But you got to handle your business. Okay. Thank okay. you so much, Angelique. Tunnel vision straight ahead. Put those blinders on and get it together. Thank you so much. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning. Keep it up. All right. Good luck. For Thank real. you. <laughs> Ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need any advice, call her now. Relationship and all. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Champagne Duchess. I'm down here in Houston, Texas. Hey, Champagne Duchess. I think that's what you said your name was. I said Insane Duchess. Envy, don't do me. I'm sorry, <laughs> Insane. All H-Town. right. town well, What's your question for Yeezy? So, Ye, I am um, divorced. I've been divor- divorced for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And my ex-husband just will not go away. Any tricks, anything he can do to um, keep himself a part of my life. Like what? Um, like for instance, um, <laughs> taking uh, like my oldest kid right now, he has him at his home. Um, had took him out of school and everything. So being the kid that was eighteen, we couldn't really get the police involved or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to like convince him to please let my child go back to school and graduate. Things like that. That's unnecessary, but he do it just to fight me. Oh, so he's not doing it because he wants to be with you. He's doing it to get a reaction out of you and make you mad because he's being petty. Pretty much, yeah, because I don't want to be with him. He's done everything possible to try to get me to go back to him. So now it's just let me pick at her and do petty. Right. And, you know, and that's hard, too, when people use the kids as a way to try to manipulate a situation. Yes. So does your son, your son lives with him? Yes, since April now, my son has been at his home. You know, that's a difficult one, too, because he's also uh, the parent. But doesn't he want to do what's best for the child, too? Well, he's gotten past the point. So he had took both of my boys. My 14-year-old came back home. So he's past the point where he's worried about what's the best thing for the kids or what's in the best interest of the kids. Anything he can do to fight me, it doesn't matter how low down it is, he will do it. Right. And what he's trying to do is get you to react. So no matter what he does, you have to uh, remain as calm as possible because it doesn't help when both of y'all are going back and forth and doing these things. And honestly, like, I think, and you still have a 14-year-old, what's the custody arrangement and what is there child support or anything involved? Have the courts ever gotten involved? Definitely. I have full custody of the kids. It's some things he did a couple of years away. He lost his joint custody. So he, I have full custody of the kids. Okay, so what is your attorney saying? That's what I was going to say. In Texas, um, with my 14-year-old, he could choose what parent he wants to be with. Mm-hmm. The attorney with the 18-year-old, the attorneys in the courts and the police did get involved. With the 18-year-old, he's 18. So if right. he chooses over there, there's nothing the police do to force him back home. Right. That's unfortunate. But yeah, you do have custody and like you said, uh, full custody. But I just think that the more you react, that's what he wants from you, right? That's what he's trying to do. And so are you getting angry? Are you, like, what? how are you reacting? Nope. I have a wonderful therapist. Shout out to Charlamagne. There God you go. Promoting therapy. So yes, I ma'am. That told me 
Don't do not act. Whatever right. he do, just not react. Not react. You got to cry in the car, go cry in the car. Right. Do not react. I think he does. Yeah, so all I can tell you to do is love your children. Right. And I agree with like I was saying, too. And that's the therapist said the same thing. You just cannot give him the reaction that he's trying to get out of you and just love your kids and support them as much as possible, because the main thing for you is that you don't want it to affect them. And so I think in, in this situation, you have to put that ahead of everything else and understand that as a parent, you know, that because you have one parent that's not being responsible, unfortunately, you have to take up the slack on the other end. And you also don't want them to see that as an example in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so you have to, uh, and you know, it's sad and it's unfortunate that he's acting this way, but you're going to have to be the bigger person always. And also you're going to have to not let him get that reaction that he's trying so desperately to get out of you. Yes. Everybody tells me that. So thank you for reinforcing that, um, method of dealing with it for me because everyone has told me. Do right. And listen, girl, take care of yourself too. You know, a lot of times we get so stressed out and sometimes you have to be like, this is out of my control. The way he's yep. behaving is not a reflection on me. It's a reflection on him and how his anger and his hurt and how he feels about himself. And so just look at it that way and just focus on you and focus on your kids and just whatever you do, wusa, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Don't give him what he wants. Thank you. Can I give a shout out, please, to my catering company right quick? Please do, girl. Okay, anybody need some good old country catering? Baby, hit me up at Authentic Jensen Catering. We're everywhere. We're online. Everywhere will come to you. Our food is very, very good. Authentically what? Authentic Events and Catering. Okay, Authentic Events and Catering in Houston. Yes. All right, thank you for calling up, and I'm praying for you. Oh, uh, thank you, G. You guys, I love y'all. Y'all helped me out, so thank y'all so much. Have a love, good one. Queen. All right, ask ye, 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way, ye? Yes, and let's talk about Drea. You know, her new show is on the Zeus Network, and one clip that's been circulating is when she said something and ended up losing her endorsement deal situation because of it. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Drea has her new show out on the Zeus Network. It's called Doses of Drea. And one thing that was addressed, and this clip has been making arounds. If you guys remember last year, she was on the Weed and Wine podcast with Stilo Brim and uh, Chris, and she was talking about. Tori and Megan Thee Stallion and all of that and she said some controversial things she made a bad joke and here she is discussing the fallout from that joke when she finds out that she got dropped as uh, an ambassador for Fendi I mean for um, it's just a joke but we got like you see the aftermath and I saw the apology and I do I, like I, immediately I know and I addressed that I said look there's been apologies she did not mean it I mean people don't think you in a lot of people that work with you know you know that you didn't intend it that way but you did make a poor joke of joke poor taste yes and people have to do what they have to do to protect themselves if you hadn't apologized or you're sitting here saying it's just a joke then yes we'd have problems but I know that you get it so we just have to move on but that is going to be the consequence of this one and you knew this already like days ago I knew on Friday damn they like they like didn't even like sleep on it Sheesh, so she got uh, dropped right away. Even though she apologized, it was a poor joke. And truthfully, like, sometimes there are consequences when you say something. A company might choose not to work with you anymore. 
and they have the right to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. You know, we talk about freedom of speech, but there is no freedom of speech. There's a price to every word that comes out of your mouth, and just because you have freedom of speech doesn't mean you're free of the consequences of said speech. It's really just up to, you know, your your, your business partners or the corporations you with. That's mm-hmm. all. All right, now, uh, Nicki Minaj and Piers Morgan went back and forth on social media. It all started, Dr. Fauci also did clear up some misinformation about uh, the COVID vaccine, and he said that it does not actually cause impotence or it doesn't cause any damage to anybody's testicles. Well, then it turned into this whole back and forth with uh, Nicki Minaj and Piers Morgan. Now, the UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson was asked about Nicki Minaj in a press conference, and he said he's not as familiar with the works of Nicki Minaj as I probably should be. And she went on Twitter, and she did her, her British accent on Twitter. She said, I love him, even though I guess this was a diss. The accent, ugh, yes, boo. Send this to the Prime Minister and let him know how they lied on me. I forgive him. No one else, only him. And then Piers Morgan jumped in. And he said, Professor Witty beefing with the ghastly Nicki Minaj, one of the rudest little madams I've ever met, is not the breaking news that I expected today, but it's most welcome. She's peddling lies that will cost lives. Now, Nicki responded to Piers Morgan, Sir, I've never met you. I know we all look alike. Rudest little madam. I like it. Has a special ring to it. Thanks, Piers. Love the accent. I'd love to come chat. Scones, tea, clown nose, and big red shoes for you. Let me know, babe. And he said, Madam, we met on America's Got Talent when you appeared as a guest act, but you refused to say hello to my three young sons because you were too busy. Oh, and it's Piers. I know. We Brit names all sound alike. And she said, stop effing lying. I never turn down pics with kids. If a middle person told you that, they were out of line. Don't blame me, you stupid piece of ish. Why is everybody going at Nicki Minaj right now on social media? I don't know, but I know the way that Dr. Fauci and all them handled it is the way that you should handle it. They handled it exactly how they should handle it. She said something she heard from her cousin's friend. She said she didn't know. She said people should do their research. So they gave her the research. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. All right, now, Barry Hankerson has recently done an interview. He talked to Dr. Oz. He sat down with Dr. Oz. Who's Barry Hankerson for people that don't know? Now, Barry Hankerson is Aaliyah's uncle. And I was going to say that because, obviously, we've been hearing a lot of things about Aaliyah right now with the R. Kelly trial happening in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. You know, just recently, one of his former backup dancers said she saw him sexually assault Aaliyah when she was like 14 years old. Well, Barry Hankerson is now saying that he was unaware of those things, and here's what he said. Were you aware of the issues going on with R. Kelly when they were going on? No. No, didn't have a clue. Completely ignorant to it. Do you think anyone in the family was? Yes, I think my sister knew a lot more than what we thought she knew. Oh, wow. And he's talking about Aaliyah's mother when wow. uh, he referred to his sister. I don't even like this conversation. Mm-hmm. She's she's not here anymore. I, I, we shouldn't even be talking about that. It's nothing that happened. Uh. Well, it's hard because he's on trial right now. Yeah, but she's and not so here. And so the reason these allegations are coming up is like if wanna... she was underage at the time and people witnessed this and saw this and what he's on trial for relates to this. Though, and she's not here. You just kind of just want to let her rest in peace. But if you want justice, you know, uh-huh. you kind of have to make sure. And it's unfortunate that this all has to happen. Hmm. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, um, shout to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. The saga continues. Season two of Wu-Tang and American Saga debuts on Hulu September 8th.
The Wu-Tang Clan will have to overcome even more obstacles, odds, and past beef as they come together to create the iconic album, Enter the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers. Catch up with season one now and stream new episodes of season two on September 8th, only on Hulu. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Stephen A. Smith for joining us this morning. That's right. Salute to Stephen A. Smith, man. I'm still tired, though, because last night, yep. uh, the verses. Yes. You know, and I, I promise you, whenever verses comes on, my 43-year-old ass be my 43-year-old ass be up late. You know what I mean? And it just feel like we was at the club. Hey, I can tell you what time it ended, because I looked at the, I looked at my phone like 11.45. Because you look at your phone and know how much time, how much sleep you're going to get. <laughs> That's right. I'm not going to lie. I was out till 2 a.m. last night for no reason. Okay. And I was, yeah, I was with seven streeters in town. And we went out to go eat, and we and we were at Brooklyn Chop House. That's my first time, like, being at a restaurant, well, being there since the pandemic started. And so we ended up just sitting at the bar and talking, like, all night long. Yo, I cannot remember the last time I was out at 2 in the morning. Yeah. And we weren't <laughs> even doing anything. We were just sitting, I, sitting there, like, just no. having a conversation. Yeah, I can't remember the last at time all. I was out at 2 in the morning. Like, I'm like, working. 2 in the morning? I feel like so long ago. They just yeah. out two in the morning? No way. I just kept thinking I gotta go home. I gotta get up in the morning. But um, salute to everybody at Versus. You know, uh, the God's honest truth. My late night talk show that premieres this Friday at 10 p.m. We sponsored the Versus last night, so Dope. salute to everybody over there, Swiss and Tim and the whole team. All right. Now when we come back, we got a positive note. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now uh, it's time to get up out of here. Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, man. The positive note is simply this. Uh, always remember that some people will judge you for changing. Others will celebrate you for growing. Just make sure you choose your circle carefully. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done? 